What's going on, everybody? Matt here from the Service Industry Podcast. It is Friday. I hope you guys finished your week strong, or if you're working this weekend, that you're going to go into it and finish it strong. And today, I'm talking about something that I'm dealing with on a personal level right now that I know many of you are dealing with or will be dealing with in the future, depending on the size of your business. And and that's seasonality. The seasonality of your business is the business that you own, the, the service company that you own, is it seasonal or is it year round? And I want to talk about that a little bit because it's something that I never thought a whole lot about up until the last two years. And I'm going to go a little bit deeper into that throughout this podcast. But if you own a service business and you are not year round right now, you need to listen to this because I think it'll save you uh, a lot of headache, a lot of trouble, and will actually help you grow your business faster down the road. And you guys know my story by now. Five years ago, I started a service company here in Michigan. We do exterior cleaning. And long story short, uh, you know, I always had big dreams and big goals for it, but I didn't realize it would happen as fast as it did. And, and my company really blew up over the last five years. And to the point, I've been able to systemize it and, and nearly exit it completely. And, uh, you know, there's, there's still headaches and all that kind of stuff that every owner, you know, deals with. But I'm not out on a truck anymore. I'm doing the stuff I'm good at uh, and enjoy sales and marketing and that kind of stuff. And and so business is good. We're running into a headache here where we're growing very quickly, but we have a problem. Here in Michigan, it gets really cold, right? And, and that could be mid-November until, shoot, really the end of March. And so we have roughly three to four months of cold weather here. And as an exterior cleaning company, uh, you know, we shut down over the winter time because there's no work to be had unless you're doing storefronts and stuff like that. But we don't do that kind of work because it's just not our vision for our company. Um, and so what we're running into is, is early on, it was actually really great. Uh, we would get the winters off. Um, you know, early, early on, I, I did have to work, you know, my first, my first year I had to work a winter job to survive. But as we got bigger fast, uh, you know, I had plenty of money to survive through the winter. So I, I basically was able to take an entire winter off, hang out with my wife, go snowmobiling every day, uh, sleep in, be a bum, which I'm not like that anymore because I feel like it's wasted time. But long story short, that was my original vision. Like, dude, this is sweet. I can work for nine months, eight, eight or nine months, and then have three or four months off. Like, it's awesome. Who wouldn't want that, right? But here's the problem. It's affected our business now that we're big. Why? Because at the end of every single year, we go into winter and we we do our best to prep our employees throughout the year like, hey, start budgeting, save money for winter, save money for winter. That way it doesn't hit them as hard, right? And they can take unemployment. So if they were smart and good with their money, it would actually be a good fit for them because they could put a little bit of money away every single paycheck Come winter, they'd probably have enough money to survive just off that, but then they get unemployment and they're making decent money by taking time off. The problem is most employees that work jobs like this, uh, hourly waged employees, just don't think that way, right? And so that's what we found. And so long story short, what we're finding is the majority of our employees go into the winter broke and they get unemployment, but it's just not enough. And and what happens is if, if it was only a month long, that's one thing, we could get through that. But going on two, three, four months gets really hard, right? And then they start to think like, man, I don't wanna do this again. I don't wanna go through another winter like this. I'm broke, I'm struggling. Like I can barely pay my bills. And then spring comes and if we can get them back in, we're good. 
But what happens is they go through one or two winters. After the second winter, they're like, dude, I've got to find something else that's year round. That was never a problem in the beginning because we only had a few employees. But now that we have a bunch of employees, what happens is, you know, we start the season and half of the guys may be gone. Not because they didn't like working here. Most of our guys love working here. But because they say, Matt, like, I, I love working at your company, but I've got to get something that can keep me busy year round for the winter so I'm not struggling the rest of my life. So that's the bad part. Employees leave due to the seasonality. And then what it makes the business hard to scale because every season you're essentially starting over, right? You're just doing whatever you can to get enough people in to do what you did last year. And by God's grace, we found enough people every single year so far, but it's always like the biggest stressor ever. Like we're like, dude, are we even going to be able to do the revenue we did last year? Because the way it looks is we don't even have the people for it, right? And so that's the biggest problem with seasonality. So I want to talk today a little bit about that. I want to talk about how to help retain employees if you're seasonal. And I want to talk about how to implement a year-round service into your business. It's something we're working on in my company right now. And I'll go deeper into that probably in a different podcast. But I want to dive because dive into this because I think it's going to help a lot of people that are just starting or people that are kind of at that, that point we're at right now. Like, like, man, I'm having, it's a hard enough time to find good employees, right? Don't make it any harder on yourself by giving them an excuse to leave. So how to help retain employees if you're seasonal? First off, you got to create a good company culture. You got to make the environment somewhere people want to be. And this is a, a very widely preached thing. And what does that mean? Well, it really depends on your vision for the company, right? For us here, you know, I'm a younger dude, so I like to have fun. And most of the guys we hire, I mean, all of our employees are under 30 except one. And so we've got ping pong table, we've got Xbox, we've got flat screen TV. Uh, you know, we take the guys out on the boat, on the lake, and, and we do all that kind of stuff to, to keep it fun here, right? Um, we have cool sayings on our wall that, you know, fires people up and it's, it's a cool, hip environment. That's something that I've really tried to build over the years. You know, and, and that's important. So you got to first off, create a good company culture and you got to decide, don't copy me, be true to yourself, right? You want to build a company around people that are going to connect to you. And the second thing is you got to actually care about your staff, okay? This is huge. For example, you need to be taking your employees one-on-one -on -one out to lunch at least once a quarter. You need, to, you need to know about every employee. You need to know their family. You need to know their girlfriend, boyfriend, wife's, husband's name their dog, their kids. You need to ask them. You need to actually care. You need to know the details of their life. And I'm not saying you need to know all the ins and outs, but what I'm saying is employees recognize when you know things like that and when you remember things and then six months down the road, you say, hey, you know, how's your wife, Julie? How's she doing? It means a lot. You know what I mean? Or, hey, how, how did your kid's softball season go, right? When you, rec when you start to remember things like that and, and you say them to them, they recognize like, wow, he was actually listening. Wow, he actually cares. And it just takes a little bit of effort. So you have to actually care about your staff, which sounds silly, but it's not. Trust me, most people, th they care, but they don't act like it, okay? And you got to show your employees, right? Give them a $25 gas card when they do something good. Little things like that, guys. That's how you retain employees because when times get hard, when they're working a million hours, when they're suffering through the winter, hopefully if they're the, they're the right person, they're going to go, yeah, but Matt really cares about me. Like, 
like I love working for that dude. You know what I mean? I love working for somebody who cares about me. I'm going to stick it out. Okay. And the next thing and the last thing I have here to help retain employees is to build a, a great compensation plan. This is something that I recently sat down with one of my business mentors and he's helping me build and, and we're almost there. Uh, and I believe this is going to be huge for our business because I know it has absolutely changed his and he owns a multi-million dollar company. You got to create some type of compensation plan if you have a seasonal business for when they come back. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's say you're like me. You lay people off December 1st. They come back mid-March. You don't give them money to come back then, but you say, hey, guys, come July 1st, if you're still with us, you're going to get $1,000 a piece. Whatever that number is, you name the number, but it's got to be big enough for them to get excited about and not want to lose, okay? You strategically do this in a certain way. You don't give it to them right in the early spring when they first come back because they may come back, take it, and leave. You give it to them after your busy season, which is typically for everybody in the service industry, spring and early summer. So you say, hey guys, once we get through busy season, July 1st, if you're still around, I'm going to give you a $1,000 bonus for coming back. Now, they're suffering through the winter, right? But they love working for you, and they know if they don't come back, they're going to lose that 1000 bucks. And so they're like, I'm just going to stick it out, right? And now they've got you through your busy season. So God forbid they do stick around just long enough to get that and then leave. It's okay because now you've slowed down. Does that make sense? So this is very important, okay? Create a, a compensation plan that gets your employees excited. And if they do choose to leave, they feel like they're losing something major. Then you have to figure out eventually... I mean, I guess you don't have to, but it's smart. And that's why we're trying to do this. You got to figure out how to implement a year-round service into your company. And it's hard because I'll give you a, a perfect reason why. We have a bunch of crews running right now. And for us to add a service that's year-round and probably different than what we currently offer is going to be challenging because it's not like I can just take our our staff that's already running these other services and throw them on this year-round service, right? So now I either have to figure out my business partner and I have to go do the work ourselves, right? Until we can figure out a way to blend this service in with our current crews, or we have to hire another crew and train them on this specific service. Okay. And I'm going to use carpet cleaning as an example. Right now we do window cleaning, pressure cleaning, roof cleaning, but I'm going to use carpet cleaning as an example. A carpet cleaning rig would not work on one of our trucks currently because we use regular trucks with ladder racks, right? It just doesn't make sense. So, we can't just send a window cleaning crew out to do carpets. We have to get a whole new truck and blah, blah, blah. It's a pain in the butt. But if you were to implement this early on and you said, hey, we're a carpet cleaning and window cleaning company, right? You could train your entire staff on both. Maybe you set up a truck or it's a box truck or, or you set up a truck that can can run both services, right? Now it's a lot easier, right? But once you're big, man, it's hard to change things. That's why I always say, People are always waiting to systemize their business when it's big. It's too late at that point, guys, because you already have bad habits. And so for this instance, we already have habits. And so for us to figure out how to break those habits and, and completely shift the way the business is going to work, right? It's really hard. So when you're implementing a, a year-round service, first off, you got to find a service that makes sense inside your business. You don't want to be a window cleaning company, right? And then start to offer, let's say, I'm trying to think of something dramatic, landscaping, right? 
And I know there's guys out there that do this, but I'm a true believer that your business needs to be, uh, you need to be a specialized service, a specialist in what you do, not a handyman, right? Handyman, they do a little bit of everything. But for you to grow big and to really grow a customer base, I believe in being a specialist for a few reasons. First, it's easier to train your staff. If you do a little bit of everything, it's impossible to systemize things. It's impossible to train your staff. It just is, okay? So you need to find a service that makes sense. So for us, carpet cleaning could make sense because it's still cleaning, right? We're still servicing the same person's home. We're inside the home already. And so it just kind of makes sense. So that's that's a service that's kind of on the table for us because we feel like it flows well with the current services we already offer. The second thing is you have to connect with other business owners offering the service. And you want to do this on a local level and across the country because if you don't know the service well, you need to pick people's brains. You need to know, is this what I think it is? Like, it's easy for me to look from the outside in on carpet cleaning and say, wow, I think there's a lot of opportunity there, especially where we're at, right? Because there's not a lot of competition. But I don't actually know that. I don't even know, I don't know how profitable it is. I don't know the headaches that come with it, all the equipment headaches and, and all that kind of stuff. There may be stuff I'm not even thinking about, right? So you need to pick people's brains. And this goes for anything you do. If you're in business, you need to have a mentor. You need to be reaching out to people that are doing what you're, you're already you know, trying to do. All that kind of stuff I always preach. It's the exact same thing here. You need to learn about what you're doing before you dive into it, okay? And the last thing to know when implementing your own services, you wanna find a service that can become a main service down the road. Especially if this service is being added because you want to be a year-round business, this is gonna have to be one of your primary services, right? And so for us here at The Dirt Hunter, let's say we did add carpet cleaning. What we would actually do is we wouldn't just add carpet cleaning. We would add a floor care division to our business. So we would have an exterior cleaning division and then a floor care division. It would become one of our core services, right? So it's not just like a little thing like, oh, we're going to offer dryer vent cleaning because we can do dryer vents all year long. No, that's, uh, there might be a, a market for that. I don't know, but my gut feeling is I can't keep a gazillion crews busy on just dryer vent cleaning, right? And so you have to pick a service that can become a core main service down the road that if all your other services went away, this service could keep you busy. That's how you want to think about it. Okay. And so for those of you guys that are just getting started, maybe and you're like, dude, I like winters off or I don't have any problems. I only have one employee. I don't, I, you know, I only have two employees. Well, if you want to grow a big business, take my advice now and you won't suffer like we are currently, Right. Like even big businesses still suffer. Like we're, this is a, a very big hurdle that we're trying to figure out how to fix. And we're trying to figure out the perfect service to add. And we'll get there. But I want to make this podcast because it's painful. It's a painful process and it's stressful. And so if you're a seasonal business, you should start thinking about this now, especially if you're small, okay? Because if you're small, it's easy to implement and add. But if you're big like we are, man, it is a challenge. So I just want to jump on here. This is a short podcast today. And but I think it's going to bring some guys value and, and maybe some clarity that, hey, seasonal businesses are cool if you want to be small forever. But the reality is, especially if you have a big gap in time like we do, three or four months off, that's a, that's a long time, guys. You know, it's a full quarter of a year. If you want to grow a big business, you, can't, you cannot be seasonal without having a million headaches every spring. And I'm going to tell you one more pro of why being 
a year-round business is great. And this is self-explanatory. But for us at the end of the year, we have a bunch of cash stacked away in, in the bank account. A bunch, right? But guess what happens? We still have all of our bills. We have our insurance. We have workers' comp. We have our office lease. We have all of our auto policies, which is a crap ton, right? We have all these things. Um, you know, our, all of your monthly fees for QuickBooks and your CRM and, and all the expenses that go into a business times 10 when you're big. Those are still pulling money out of your bank account every single month, but you're not putting money in, right? And so our thing was always, hey, we need to stack as much cash away for winter as possible because we know two things. One, we've got bills to pay all winter long. And two, starting a season costs a lot of money. Now, that may not make sense to you now, but when you're big, if you're year round, Yes, you're always getting new equipment and guys wear things out. So you're buying a piece of equipment here, buying a piece of equipment there. This guy needs a new uniform. Okay, this guy needs a new uniform. But when you're starting in the spring, all your guys need new uniforms because they lost them, right? A lot of your equipment needs to be replaced because it was lost or now it's sat for four months and it's gross and, and not working, right? And so it costs a lot more money, right? And now you're spending money that you don't barely even have because money's not coming in. You got to figure out how to be a year-round business if you want to grow a big company, period. So I'll keep you guys you know, up to date on this journey, um, and, and we're off to a good start. But I want to jump on here real quick today, and, and this is a very valuable podcast for those of you that own a service company and for those of you that are seasonal. If you're not seasonal, skip past it and listen to the last one. But I'm telling you right now, five years down the road, when you have a big company, and you take the advice I just gave you today and implement it into your business, you're going to think of me and you're going to go, man, I'm glad I took that advice because I could not imagine what it would be like to have to basically restart every single spring, right? And I'm not talking about workflow. We have more workflow than we can handle. I'm talking about the people to get the work done. So, hey guys, I want to say thank you for watching this or rather listening to this podcast. And uh, if you're listening to it on iTunes, do me a favor and leave a review. And uh, I'd love to, you know, hear your feedback on this. And hopefully you guys are getting value out of this podcast. Honestly, and this is maybe my self-limiting beliefs a little bit, but like we go and we pull, you know, how many people have been listening to this? And it's insane. Like we are shocked. And so we're thankful big time. Like it, it feels good that we're actually providing value that people are enjoying and implementing into their business and finding success, right? That's the whole point of this. Yeah, you know, maybe down the road you'll do business with us with our marketing business and all that kind of stuff. But man, we're just excited to give back to you guys. And I hope that you take something from this. So do me a favor. We don't have any ads on here. We have no plans to put ads on here. This is all for free. And so the one way that you can repay us is by leaving a review and sharing this on your social media or sharing it with a specific person that you think may need to hear this. And we promise to be putting up at least a minimum of one podcast per week. And as time goes on, we'll be putting up more. So I love you guys. Hope you guys are doing well. Keep working hard. I'm proud of you. And we'll talk to you soon.